0: Or for a few weeks, I'll be releasing more and shorter episodes that basically reflect either work I'm doing with clients, um, questions that I've been asked in the Abundance Magnet group, as well as either books I'm reading or stuff that I am working on uh, on myself. And hopefully, this can kind of give you a sneak peek into the process of releasing, expanding, growing, as well as very frequent questions Uh, and common concerns or you know areas of growth that clients are interested in right now and in this specific episode we are going to be talking about how to flow through a setback or a curveball or a breakdown because on the other side of a setback there is always light and abundance waiting for you And the least resistance we have throughout that process, the fastest we can see the light. And I know this because I had resisted my own, you know, setback for so long that it just dragged the process way longer than necessary, even though I do believe in divine timing. So hopefully you can learn from this. So in this episode, we will be talking about you know, what happens when we do experience a setback or a curveball, um, what not to do, one of the reasons why it's probably happening, and what you can do in order to move through it as peacefully as possible and in a way that is not going to drag the process longer than necessary. So when we experience a setback, and when I say setback or curveball or breakdown, it can be very broad, right? But it basically refers to us having an objective and then something happens and that objective is not met. And it can be a small thing like, oh, maybe we wanted, you know, 20 people to enroll in a group program and we only had 10 or 15, or it could be bigger breakdowns or curveballs like curveballs like not making an income anymore. We're planning on traveling to some place and not being able to for some reason or an unexpected huge expense or, you know, whatnot. So when we try to willpower ourselves through it or push through it and kind of stubbornly focus on what it is we want, the universe will always come with a different, louder, bigger lesson or message until we get it. So you probably heard this, that everything that happens in our life that is, you know, undesirable or that we didn't really plan on having happening or that upsets us is an opportunity to go within, is an opportunity to see what is triggering triggering us and is an opportunity to grow. Sometimes the universe, which always knows best, can also see the bigger picture and say, hey... This is m- what you might want, but I actually know what you need and you need something different. So I'm not going to give you this. When those things are happening, uh, you know, let's say I have an objective because many people can relate to this. I've been rolling 30 people in a specific group program and it's not happening and it's not happening. And we launch again and we learn from what didn't work or worked from the past launches and it's not happening again. The more upset we become, the more we try to push through, the more attached we become to actually getting that, the more we're going to push it away. Because we know that manifestation is more so about lack of resistance than it is about visualizing every single day or, you know, co- trying to frantically make something happen. A frantic, there is a very thin line between empowered action and frantic desperation. And when we start to go into the desperation energy, that's when we start to push things away. So what we need to be understanding is that there is always a reason why whatever is happening right now in your life is happening, even if it doesn't make any sense. And even if we can't really see the bigger picture or understand in what form or way this is happening for us, it's very easy to build up resentment, resentment, sorry, or to feel abandoned by the universe or to feel disappointed. And all of these feelings are so, so legitimate. But at the end of the day, we also have to hold ourselves accountable and kind of look in the mirror. And we do say stuff like, I believe in divine timing or that everything always happens at the right time. Well, if we really believe that, we would technically not be upset about anything not happening as planned or how or when we wanted it. If we truly believe in divine timing, if we truly believe that everything happens for the right reason and that the universe always has our back... Why would I even care that I didn't enroll as many people as I wanted? If I believe that one day I will have a seven-figure business and my dream life, why would I give a fuck what happens this year? So let's take an imaginary example where I had a crystal ball and I knew for sure that, let's say, in five years or in ten years, I will be dreaming my dr- uh, living my dream life, has as, as much money as I want, find Mrs. or Mr. Right, you know, have a lovely fam- family, lovely friends, lovely life, nice house, and flying in business class. Um, and I knew that, that for sure, with absolute certainty, and it's actually going to happen with absolute certainty. Would I care if I launch next month and it doesn't work as planned? Would I care if my Instagram is not growing the way I expected it to grow? Would I care if I go on a date and it doesn't work out? No, because if I had a crystal ball and I could see that everything is going to turn out beautifully and I am absolutely going to get everything I want and it's all going to be there in like five years... The process shouldn't matter. The when and the how shouldn't matter because I already have the confidence and certainty that I am going to get there. So when we get very frantic or upset, which again is a very normal human emotion, right? But when we get very upset at a curveball or get, you know, annoyed or frustrated or angry or feel uh desperate or sad, etc., etc., we are kind of implicitly saying, well, I don't believe in divine timing, I don't think that this is how things should be happening, I don't trust that I'm going to get what I want. And us being upset is actually a reflection of an insecurity of what if it's not going to happen for me? What if I can't, you know, get out of my own way? What if I can't have what I want to have? And this, rather than anything else, should be a priority when it comes to inner work. So rather than visualizing and meditating and journaling and blah 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 on getting what it is we absolutely want, which again is not a bad thing uh, if we do it within reason. So within, um, uh, excuse me, instead of frantically or obsessively working on that, we should more so work on these feelings that are getting triggered when we are facing a setback or curveball. Maybe the feelings that, oh, this is happening again, this is so unfair, reflecting that um, injustice is a, is a big thing within us. And as long as we don't, you know, heal our injustice wound, more injustice is going to come our way to give us an opportunity to heal it. Or if I am very mad at someone's behavior, what behavior am I not accepting within myself? Because if I'm getting very angry at someone else, odds are that I'm very angry at myself for something. And I'm going to talk about this specifically in another episode. And when we come back to what I said before, of there is always a reason why it's happening, even if it doesn't make sense, then the second thing that you can do is think of what you want, right? Or that you initially wanted that has not come because of the setback or the curveball. And now let's go one level deeper. How would you feel once you have that? And what is it that you really want from this? So if I say, oh, I want, you know, a nice car and unlimited travel and um, making a shit ton of money, which are things I want. What do I really want from that? I want freedom, I want peace of mind, I want to feel safe around money and not feel scarcity like I felt when I was a kid because there was a lot of fights around money and paying the bills. I want to feel proud of myself, I want to know that I did indeed have what it took to get out of my own way and create that kind of life for myself. Those are the core emotions behind the glitzy, very nice, right, material stuff. Those are the emotions that I want to be feeling. And this is very relevant information because we want to be generating those feelings or emotions or things that we really want right now independently of whether or not we are actually manifesting these things. So I want to feel proud of myself right now, even if I'm failing all of my launches. I want to feel free. I want to feel that I got out of my own way. I want to feel safe right now before I even manifest those things because we know and we know and we know know that the law is you have to feel it before we get it, right? Or before you get it. And of course we are all works in progress and we can absolutely manifest even though we still have limiting beliefs. Absolutely. But the best way to get what it is we want is to start feeling those primal emotions of feelings that we will get once we manifest the material things that we want to be manifesting or maybe we want to manifest you know a good relationship with a stepsister or a sibling doesn't matter and it's not happening at the moment we've had a huge setback we had a screaming contest or someone you know got very angry over something or nothing and now we feel that we can't have what it is we want What am I looking for through having good relationships with my siblings? Do I want to feel good enough? Do I need, you know, support from people close to me? Do I want to feel understood? Do I want to feel like I belong in a family or in a group of friends? And how can I generate more of those things? independently of my relationship with you know that sibling or friend because the more we are attached to the outcome of oh my god I want to have a good relationship with my sister the more attached we are it's just a reflection of you know underlying stakes or underlying needs that need to be fulfilled and those needs could be oh, I want to get love, you know, for my family, I want to get validation, I want to have someone who always has my back. And those needs are what we need to focus on rather than the way we are fulfilling those needs. So journal, and this is a piece of advice right now, journal on what would be the most upsetting part of not getting what you want. What would it trigger and how can you bring at least some acceptance to it so you can get le- let go of resistance? The more acceptance you have, the more you let go of resistance. And the more you let go of resistance, the easier it is going to be to manifest. So I did this exercise maybe three months ago, three or four months ago. Um, and I've been, you know, very open on this podcast on, nine very horrendous shitty months i had from basically august or september of last year until march and april of this year and those nine months of hibernation of doing nothing of procrastination really did not help when it came to relaunching because i was very afraid i was like i haven't been doing shit for nine months which was an exaggeration it was not quite true but that's how i felt I was like, I've neglected my audience. People are going to be mad. And what if I launch and no one buys? And that it kind of like is the last nail in the coffin of my business. It's the absolute proof that the damage is the damage is done. I can't go back. So for once, I faced one of my biggest fears. I was like, okay, what if I launch and it doesn't work? And what if I launch two, three, five, ten times and it doesn't work and get no clients? Uh, so what? The so what question is very powerful then it means that I don't have what it takes to get out of my own way. So what? Well, it means that I can't generate, you know, income through my business and I might have to go back to the bank or whatnot. So what? It means I can't have my dream life and I can't have my dream business and I can't manifest all these things I wish to manifest. So what? Well, it means I just have to settle with, you know, what I need to settle for and I have to say bye-bye to that big dream. And then I really challenged myself and I said, well, can I accept that? And a lot of resistance came up and I was like, no, I don't want to accept um, a mediocre life. I don't want to settle. I want to go for it. But I really challenged myself and it was a very, like the emotion that came up was panic and distress, um, which I knew were emotions from five or six year old me who was feeling panic and distress at the idea of not having primal vital emotions or needs fulfilled and then i really you know challenged myself and said well what if i make no money i'm a volunteer you know helping turtles in costa rica or even a volunteer somewhere in switzerland maybe i'm on welfare and sure it's not what i wanted sure it's not my dream ideal life but i could still have you know two or three days off a week or i could organize my time such as I can still go on walks and go to the lake and bake or read books or meditate or do yoga and do all of the th- these things that really bring me joy and peace. Would that be so horrendous of a life? Would that be so bad? And the answer was no, it wouldn't be that bad because what, what I do know is I'm not going back, you know, in finance. So I was like, what if I'm just working in a surf camp or as a volunteer in a animal rehabilitation thing in some country and have free time on the side to spend the spend nature, would that be so bad? No. And once I could bring acceptance to the idea that maybe I'm never going to have the life that I want to have and the business that I want to have, that is when I had a huge energetic shift and things started to happen. I found my Uh, creative flow back, I got excitement back, I got motivation back, I naturally stopped procrastination without doing anything about it. Uh, That's when people started to reach out saying they wanted to work with me. And just so we are clear, accepting something we don't want doesn't mean that we are inviting what we don't want in our life. Accepting what we don't want does not mean that we are settling or that we are giving up on our dreams accepting what we don't want is necessary to get more of what we do want. Accepting parts that we don't like within ourselves is necessary in order to become who we really want to be. And this is based on the work of author Lise Bourbeau. She has one or two books in English, but most of them are in French. And it really changed my perspective on so many things. Um, I, for example don't accept in myself that I sometimes don't have compassion. So I'm an empath, I can feel people's emotions. So for me, it's unacceptable not to have compassion. That's just mean, it's heartless, blah, blah. But what I understood through reading many of her books is, I am human, and so are you listening. And sometimes... We have, you know, events or occasions or a few minutes or hours or days in our life where we're going to be human, where we're going to have limitations and where I'm going to have no compassion. And the more I beat myself up for that or the more I cannot accept that, the harder it is to going to be to be a person who has lots of compassion. So as long as I don't accept what I don't want... I cannot fully have what I do want to have. So this is super important because acceptance is finally letting go of resistance. And on a broader spectrum or scale, acceptance of what is happening, even if we don't like it, is also signaling the universe that we do trust that things are happening for a reason and everything is going to happen exactly the way it's supposed to happen. And letting go of trying to control things from a place of our limited senses and limited perception and knowing that our perception is highly biased by our past experience. So letting go of control or wanting, you know, or being very attached to what we want and being open to the universe doing its thing is also how the divine or God or guardian guardian angel or higher self will be able to move things around in your life in the most perfect way possible and in a way better way than if we had tried to control it. Um, Last but not least, this is a very important reframe that has helped quite a few clients and myself. I can't remember where I read that or if it was just a download after meditation. But when you think about it, just think of your dream ideal life. So sure, we probably have more money. Maybe we are with a significant other. Maybe we have a bigger house, blah, blah, blah. All of those very nice things. And we go on very nice trips at the four seasons and we're flying first class with first class, which is fantastic. When we think about it on a day to day perspective, at least 60, if not way more. So I'm going to say 60 to 90% of your life, once you have manifested everything you want, will basically be almost the same as your life right now. So hear me out on this one. Maybe you're saying no, (laughs) but hear me out on this one. When I wake up, I get out of the bed. If my cat is there, I'll play with my cat or pet my cat. I do my bed find my slippers or flip flops, I go to the kitchen, make myself a cup of black organic tea, Earl Grey, put a bit of milk in it, maybe if I'm not feeling, you know, uh, that it's an Earl Grey day, I'll have some green tea or I'll have a smoothie with fresh fruit, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then once, you know, I'm done eating and drinking, I'll put my stuff in the dishwasher, go back to my room, change and then go to my office and spend, you know, some hours, depending on the day, in front of my computer, either creating social media content, creating podcast episodes, uh, and being on Zoom calls with clients. And then I would see friends here and there. I'll probably go for my daily walk or do some sort of yoga or meditation, a bit of journaling. And I also go on holiday occasionally. Now, I would still do all of those things, once I have manifested my dream life. So the details are going to be different. Maybe I have a bigger bed, I have a bigger home, I have more expensive tea. Maybe, you know, I have a different cat. Maybe I'm driving in a nice car instead of taking the bus. And when I do go on holiday, the details are different too. Maybe it's more fancy, it's more expensive, etc. But the feeling I'm going to feel as I'm, you know, swimming in the water in Italy from an Airbnb is going to be the same as swimming in the water in Italy when I'm staying at the Four Seasons. Walking down to get my nice cup of organic black tea is going to taste the same now than it will when I have manifested everything I want. Sitting in front of my laptop and, you know, thinking about the content I'm going to be planning for the next weeks is going to be exactly the same. So technically, I have already manifested 60, 70, or 90% of my dream life. It's already here. And I'm going to feel the same, you know, when I have all of those things. very, I'm going to feel in a similar way when I have all of it to what I am feeling now. And the only thing that could fuck up with that vibration is when right now, Uh, instead of chilling the F out and enjoying my life and being grateful and feeling proud of myself and patting myself on the back as I would once I have manifested everything right now I'm wasting time getting mad at setbacks and curveballs feeling the universe doesn't have my back uh, worrying about the future trying to control everything with the outcome uh, procrastinating and then beating myself up for it all of those things have nothing to do with the material and everything to do with thoughts and emotions that I already have the power to change today. So this is, these, these will be my concluding words. How can you, right now, <laughs> immediately after you listen to this episode, how can you start implementing little things or little changes in your habits to feel the feelings that you will feel once you get what it is you want. How can you start to embody the life that you will have once you manifest everything you want? Can you take a conscious walk every morning to your coffee machine or a tea maker or fridge and realize that this walk and the steps you take and how your feet feel on the floor is basically going to feel the same when you have everything you want? And as you generate these emotions and as you focus on the needs that you want to fulfill through getting and manifesting what you want in your life and business, once you can focus on fulfilling these needs and feeling more of these emotions right now, that is when not only will you let go of a lot of resistance and you also manifest what it is you want a million times faster. So I hope that this episode was helpful And I will see you in the next one. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you. The Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance in clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inaspadarch slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.